Sunset Lake CBD is a majority employee-owned hemp farm located right outside of Burlington, Vermont. Before they started growing hemp, Sunset Lake Farms produced cream for Ben & Jerry's. Sunset Lake CBD doesn't use any pesticides or herbicides to grow any of its hemp plants, and they use organic fertilizer and other sustainable farming techniques to ensure the long-term health of the soil and to minimize their carbon footprint. So like all of us, my days are really stressful. By the end of the night, my kids are in bed, I'm taking a minute to chill, but I'm still unwinding. I recently started using the Relax Gummies infused with CBD isolate, reishi mushroom extract, and ashwagandha root extract. I'm really glad I tried these because they really helped me get ready for a good night of sleep, and I really think I sleep better, so I'd highly recommend it. So check out Sunset Lake CBD today at sunsetlakecbd.com and use the code HFPOD for 20% off your order. That's sunsetlakecbd.com and use the code HFPOD for 20% off your order. Farmer-owned, Vermont-grown, Sunset Lake CBD. Without the ones like you who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants. They all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Hey, listeners. I want to tell you about a sponsor, Music Masters Collective. They're a nonprofit organization that produces unique music events, providing opportunities for fans and artists to meet and collaborate in an inspired and creative atmosphere. Every week, they host different events, all with the opportunity to learn from world-class musicians like O'Teal Burbridge, Trouble No More, former members of the band, Milk Carton Kids, Nikki Glaspie, Bill Frizzell, Sean Colvin, and many more. This June, join the Fab Foe, Joan Osborne, John Sebastian, Marshall Crenshaw, and a great group of faculty for the debut of Magical Mystery Camp. This all-inclusive, once-in-a-lifetime music vacation experience in the heart of the Catskills will be packed with nightly performances, workshops, speakers, song circles, open mics, and a lot more. If you're a performing musician at any level, bring your instrument. If you're a music lover, bring your good spirit. It's an amazing experience for individuals, friends, and couples alike. Registration is open, spots are filling up, so check it out soon. And scholarships are available. Check out magicalmysterycamp.com slash helpingfriendly to learn more. Hi, I'm Carl Gearhart from the Giant Country Horns. This podcast is In the Loop, the Legion of Osiris podcasts. Osiris is creating a community that connects people like you with podcasts and live experiences about artists and topics you love. Check out OsirisPod.com, stay in the loop, and sign up for the newsletter to learn about the newest podcasts and events. Relics Magazine is a media partner of Osiris. For music news, go to Relics.com.
everybody. It's Healthy Friendly Podcast. This is RJ. I'm here with Jonathan. Hi, Jonathan. Hi, RJ. And I'm here with Matt as well, who's trying to police my behavior. Hey, Hi, there. Matt. Hey there, party people. <laughs> we have landed in 1995. Um, Jonathan, Matt, Yay. and I just, we just finished watching Braveheart, and we were reading in the print newspaper about the O.J. Simpson trial, um, and... Seinfeld is still great. So, guys, 1995. We've we've made it I, all the way here. I have to confess, I, I I've never I've never seen Braveheart. <laughs> Are you serious? I'm serious. Yeah. Well, hold on a second. Let, wow. me, let, let me uh, let me let me chime in here before we get into to 1995. We uh, this is my first time joining you guys for the series. I've been busy every single other day. It's like crazy how just I'm always busy when you guys <laughs> go to record this. Luckily, you found time to uh, to mix the things and, and put them out into the world. But Thank you. Um, how are you guys feeling? We're a week post uh, C word. So, like, how do we feel? Well, I'm you not- know, we got we got an interesting note on Facebook yesterday that I'd like to I'd like to go ahead and call attention to. That somebody pointed out that on an episode not, was it one forty? It was an episode just before the tour. Um, somebody, this guy. Uh, accidentally referred to the festival from this summer as Coventry. And, yep. um, and you know, RJ, you quickly corrected me when it happened, and I was like, oh, oh, yeah, I didn't mean that. And um, and it certainly was no Coventry, right? Is that some sort of Freudian thing? No, I, just, I don't know. But um, I think it was because I was really out of it that day. Um, but... I think ultimately it was no Coventry, and that's the thing we can take away right now, right? <laughs> I mean, at least I got to see some music at Coventry. Ooh, sick burn. Hey, yeah, I saw the silent trees at uh, Curveball. <laughs> that's true. That's, that's true. a really good point. Shout out to my friend John, who plays in that band. Yeah, the silent trees. We uh, I, On our quick hit, I said I didn't know their names. They're called the silent trees. So thank you, silent trees, for thank you, silent trees. trying to keep us happy that night. It was, uh, yeah. it was really, really fun. Um, I don't know if what I was at is considered the ditch party or if the ditch party was something else. There was a ditch party that was happening. I don't know if that was it or if it was somewhere else. This guy, we were all in the ditch party this, because... because we all got ditched. <laughs> this guy, like, he kept pointing at someplace on the map, and he was like, I'm trying to get to the ditch party. And I was like, I think this is it, because this is where everybody else is. We're partying. And he kept pointing to this place on the map that you just could not get to because of the venue being closed and stuff. And I told him that. I was like, listen, man, like, there's no way to get there from here. I'm really sorry. And I don't, I think it was the most disappointed I saw anybody the entire time. Like, he was really, he was extremely spun. But he was, like, really sad that he couldn't make it to this place and i was like but you have this the the i don't know what they were called but i said look at the silent trees man the silent trees are right here you get to hang out and listen to some music and stuff like that but uh so yeah i mean i think uh you know i'm i'm starting to get out of the funk i'm looking forward to dicks i got dicks uh i leave in like five days to head out into colorado and do that and i got to buy some heady merch today you guys yeah. buy some heady merch I did not, um, but I, I should. I just can't. I, I can't really bring myself to do it, even though I know that it goes to a good cause. Because I'm supposed to buy merch for a festival that never happened. Is that the idea? Yeah. Um, yep. So I bought two bandanas because I carry those things to blow my nose on, and so now I will be uh, blowing my nose on curveball all, all <laughs> <the July. laughs> You know they have. You know they have tissues for that, right? This is yeah, not 1877. Not everywhere. <laughs> not everywhere. 
<laughs> I'm slowly turning into my grandfather. Yeah, you are. I, so I, I bought I bought the eight bit shirt because I saw that design when somebody had managed to get their hands on one of the bandanas or something while we were there before it was canceled, mm-hmm. and I was like, I am getting that because that's a freaking awesome design, and I love it. And now I figure like I might not wear it for a while, but it it when I wear it, I figure it'll be a good conversation piece. If I hadn't made actually made it inside, I don't know if I would have bought it. But now I feel like it's gonna be like I can wear it and be like I actually was there I was at Curveball and so and like you said the, the the proceeds go to a good cause so the the good news is our our friends the the fish band they are giving us our money back for whatever we bought related to Curveball but then they're taking more of our money for merch but that's fine let's just call that that's a wash just how, that's how it goes that's, that's how it goes normal. and then um, we're getting free dicks webcasts you gotta finish that sentence you can't just <laughs> <laughs> the pause is on it's this just, too long. It turns out like dick jokes are just like it just never really gets old. But anyway, they they did what they could do and they did what was right, I think, in this situation, although a lot of people on the internet are saying things. You're never gonna please the internet. I'm pretty sure its entire function is for gripes. Well, we pleased the internet because we got a lot of nice notes about this um quick hits to dicks series. So That's true. Uh and thank you all out there for listening. I hope it's you're an still enjoying sensation. it and haven't tuned out this long conversation. <laughs> there we go. So, guys, I know that we're back in 1995 and it's weird because nobody has cell phones and actually we're still trying to load the Cadiel's fish page to get um, set list updates. But um, back in 2018, there's some shows coming up in the fall and there were some rumors this week about other shows, but it seems like we're there's going to be dicks and then fall tour and that, that's it, right? That's yeah. reasonable. Yep. Yep. Okay. And if they like play some new shows somewhere, that'd be cool. But I don't think anyone expects that to happen at this point. I, I'm expecting a New Year's Eve announcement in a couple of weeks. That's all. And, and you want tickets, as you said in the, one of the previous quick hits. Yes, I, I'm ready to uh, purchase uh, concert tickets. <laughs> Good. <laughs> so, guys, 95, we're, we're going through summer... Um, one one jam per year we're making our way through and now we're in like the craziest um year to date 1995 matt i know that you just jumped on this train as you said so what what does 90 summer 95 mean to you in terms of when you go back and listen to stuff well, I think we uh, we talked about this when we did uh, something recently. We talked extensively about Summer 95, and it, to me, feels like it's, uh, you know, as it should, the bridge between 94, where they were sort of pushing, 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 trying to just, you know, see how far as they could take the jams, regardless of if they had a lot of melodic substance, um, you know, being willing to, willing to just kind of get out there and play without a net. Um, and then the fall 95, when they had honed that skill to the point where everything that they were playing in those long jams really sounded like it had purpose and it was beautiful and could almost be interpreted as something that, you know, was um, pre-composed, right? I mean, some of those, those, things in fall 95 it sounds like they rehearsed it backstage but they're they're jamming so um but then in summer 95 you get that mix like they're pushing really hard they're coming up with some really amazing landing points along the way but then there's still those segments that are kind of chaotic and um you know not as melodic some of those long tweezers that that we have and stuff um so i like it i mean it it, it makes me want to go listen to fall 95 but there's some really good stuff uh including this stash that uh, that we're going to listen to 
Oh, spoilers. I, I agree with Matt. I agree with Matt. That's a really good articulation of how I feel about Summer 95, which is what I usually say is it's kind of boring and Fall 95 sweet. So thanks, Matt, for adding more meat on the bones of that argument. Okay, so um, RJ, I know you do a fish podcast and you've talked to Trey and that gives you some kind of cred, but your opinion on this sucks. Um, I, I also like what Matt said. I think it was very even-handed. Um, I personally love those chaotic moments that you don't know if they're doing anything or going anywhere and it's crazy. Those really broaden the mind uh, in, my, in my perspective. And I love that stuff. And then when they do swing into something that's a little more coherent and whatever, that's that's beautiful and wonderful. You can you can take a deep breath because they're going to fly off the handle again if you're lucky. And uh, that's I'm in for that. That's that's my stuff. So um, should we talk about what we're actually going to play here? <laughs> now that I've sufficiently <laughs> riled Jonathan up, let's talk about the stash. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. No, I like it. I like I like ninety five. I like all the fish. You guys know that. So anyway, except for the vocal jam and some other stuff. But so what did you think of this stash, Matt? So we should say, by the way, this is uh, uh, June, oh. June 24th, 1995 from The Man uh, in Philadelphia. Um, this would be this run, 624 and 625, the, ne- the next night uh, would be the final show at The Man until uh, 2014. Um, although Trey did play there in, in 2001, as I mentioned before, that was my first live uh, fish experience um, in, when I got to see that show in August of 2001. So... Um, Jonathan's making a face at me like what I just said didn't make any sense at all. <laughs> There's a little disconnect, but I, I'm going to let you have it. <laughs> just you know what you said. Roll, roll the tape back and uh, play it a couple times. It'll make sense. Um, <laughs> live so, member. I think you meant to say live member of fish experience. It, fish, fish type, fish, it, fish world experience. Not, not seeing cool. a band, but I think that's what you know, I didn't say. Jonathan confused. I didn't see my first fish show, my first fish experience live. That, um, that's okay. true. Jonathan uh, was pretending he didn't know you met, but he did. <laughs> so, um, so yeah, this, uh, the stash, I, it's, it's very, it feels like a stash from this era, right? Like you could almost predict what it's going to sound like. Um, it's a lot like the version that, that everybody's familiar with, uh, from a live one from a year before. Um, it's, it gets a little bit more out there in terms of the, the tension, uh, in the jam. Um, it doesn't get quite to the level that they get in the fall with some of the, the really long ones. Um, I, my, my feeling when I was listening to this was if they had, been able to add a couple of more months to the to the year of 1995 and kept touring then they probably would have gotten to a place where stash would have been going for an hour um which they you know they got damn it that would have been great they got close to it with with orlando um but uh you know some of these it felt like they just like a rubber band they just kept pulling it further and further and further to see how how far it went so this is a good version i think they um they whiffed the landing in the release just a little bit um but until up until that point it's it's really good so um i don't know rj you you i think you suggested this one what did you think yeah i mean a classic tension release stash jam i mean the the cool thing i you can hear as you listen to it, you can hear Trey like making little noises throughout, like very satisfied, but also like sort of evil little like just noises, which to me means that he's like 
having a really good time and really into this um, jam, which I thought was a cool thing that I had not noticed before. Um, so, yeah, I think we we have not done a stash yet on this run, and I think this is the perfect time to to unleash one. Jonathan? Yeah, and this is a, a kind of gentle to the minority listeners who are, feel like you do, RJ, about this summer 95. So this one doesn't – it's uh, it's dark, but it's not spacey. Um, and it really kind of keeps moving, uh, you know, kind of rolls at a rapid clip and kind of a speedy kind of psychedelic kind of way. And it's it's really entertaining and it kind of gets my head twisted without completely losing me. So I like it. Should we let the people hear it? What do you think? No, about? no. Let's talk more about it and torture them. <laughs> yeah, For, yeah, let's do it. For a quick hit, this was not that quick, but we had a lot to catch up on. Because it's it's been a minute, as we said. It's been, so it's been twenty four hours. It's been twenty four hours. Um, everyone should enjoy this, and we hope you're having fun. And let us know what you think, and um, we'll see you back here tomorrow, where we continue on into 1996. So enjoy the stash. What is a city without its music? The legacy of the New York Philharmonic is incredible. Nearly two centuries of history. That's a lot of music and a lot of stories. I was sitting on stage for the very first time thinking, I can't quite believe this is happening. Join me, Jamie Bernstein, as we explore the history of the New York Philharmonic. It's the NY Phil story made in New York, a podcast about a city, its people, and their orchestra. Listen wherever you get podcasts. Talk to you soon.
fish like a stew, but it's in the corner, gonna for you. Up the toes, baby, you would feel like a rat. Yeah, when they shoot you, say, please don't do that. The trophy smile is candy bar. The soul of garlic starts to rot. Was it for this my life I saw? It. Made it so, made it die. 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 Was it for this my life I saw? Control the spiders can't be bought. Soul of garlic starts to rot. Was it for this my life I saw it? Was it for this my life I saw it?
Hi, this is Henry Kay, host of the number one music history podcast, Rootsland. Come with me on a journey to Kingston, Jamaica, where we explore the world of reggae music and the untold stories of some of the genre's greatest legends. From the ghettos and tenement yards where the music was born, to the island's iconic recording studios. We are so excited to team up with Osiris Media, the leading storyteller in music. Because as you'll hear, sometimes the story is the best song. Hey you, did you have any plans this year? Ha! How's that going? Did you get 2020? Well, welcome to a brand new podcast called 2020, where myself, Benny Goodman, and my good friends, Corey Pazin and Siobhan Cronin from the band Lost Symphony also got 2020. And since the world ended this year, we decided why not just check in with some of our friends in the music industry and see how everyone's doing. We're going to get a candid look at life on and off the stage, as well as the mindset of some of the most successful people in the entertainment industry. New episodes drop every Sunday and Wednesday at 9 p.m. Eastern. And you can listen at Tuesday. 020-D.com, soundtalentmedia.com, or on your favorite podcast app.